we now return you to Super Movie Ball, already in progress. How's anybody gonna understand you? I can barely understand you. Sir, you record the the message, and I will send it out in all forms of communication, including tone form. Tone form? You're malfunctioning. Won't that just come out like music? Yes, but the coding message will stay intact. You're the boss, Applesauce. What an, what, an, what an odd thing to say. This is Mac with the Super Movie Ball Podcast with an SOS. I repeat, SOS. We have movies, TV, and video games, but it won't last long. We need your help. Please, send help. Well, that's that. What are we gonna do, Spew? Same thing we always do, sir, Peter. Oh, yeah. Listening to another episode of Super Movie Ball. I am your Odyssey host, Mac. How's my guys, gals, and goonies doing this week? You behaving yourself? Well, I hope so. Because if you are, I got something special for you. Because we got, drum roll please, a package. We got, our, we got our first package sent to the podcast. Yay! Woo! Yay! Okay, enough of that. Let's see what's in the box. Let's see what's in the box. I'm so excited. I gotta get this box. Here we go. This box. Uh, no return address on it. Let's see who this is from, huh? Uh, we got what looks like a DVD wrapped up. Some papers. I don't know if you can hear that. And uh, we've got a letter. We got a couple of letters here sent with this. So let's unwrap this really quick. Ah, it's a DVD. It's a DVD. Cool. Pegasus versus Chimera. Okay, I've never heard of that. Uh, the cover doesn't look familiar. I don't really see anybody that I recognize on the back, but it's all right. I'm all about the B-movies. You know that about this, how we're going to do, but um, I'm excited. But let's check out the letters. Maybe they can give us some more insight. Maybe shine some light onto what's going on on this situation here. This letter looks like it's from John from Cinema Slap. You guys know John. From Cinema Slop, friend of the show. Uh, it's weird. It's beautifully written. 
in the most elegant cursive writing I've ever seen, and it seems to be on some sort of parchment? And somehow, as I'm just skimming through, this also seems to have some accent. Let me just, anyway, I'll just start reading it, and uh, it just starts out. My dearest Macthalomew, upon hearing of your current plight and the loneliness, isolation, helplessness, and iffy-wiffy in the dark arms of the outer edge of the distant galactic spiral, I endeavored to send aid. Do not fear, my old friend, as I have not forgotten the debt that I owe you. For the warmth of your hearth on the coldest of nights, and the ale that you provided when my cup raineth dry, as such I now seek to repay your infinite kindness in this life. But before I tarry, I must enjoin to you the fruits of my wisdom and the profits of my labors. As such, you will find enclosed the last remaining copy of the movie which has guided me as if it were a candle in the dark. I am perfectly willing to lay down all my joys in this life to help maintain your condition and to repay that debt which I owe. And as such, may the enclosed copy of Pegasus vs. Chimera warm your hopeless soul and provide you with the solace you need in the everlasting dark of night. I have no misgivings or lack of confidence in the cause in which I am engaged. Now I must go. My lunch hour is done. Regards, salutations, affectations, and accents. Sub-Brigadier General III, John. Wow, I, I'm overwhelmed. That's a really touching letter. This film must mean a lot to John. Uh, when did he become... A general and a southerner and from the 19th century okay uh this just keeps getting stranger and stranger the second letter here looks like it's from peter but it's like on a hamburger wrapper i mean it's written in pen and this one also seems to have an accent on it uh, okay, uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and read this one too. Yo, Yo Super, Super Movie Ball, Ball. you, you gotta, gotta check, check out. out this awesomely underrated future classic of a movie called Pegasus vs. Chimera, dude. It's freaking incredible. There's like a Pegasus and like it fights this Chimera, man. It's totally epic. And it's just like, wow, you know, man. Like, apparently, this incredible film was also the second feature and a double feature from that Siffy channel. Which is just amazing. Cause I haven't seen the other movie, but I gotta find it. It's uh, Aladdin and the Death Lamp. It looks pretty incredible. So we gotta check that one out. Have you seen that one? I would totally love to hear what you say about that one. And if you haven't, maybe you should do that one for a show too, dude. Well, anyway, I hope you get to watch Pegasus vs. Chimera, or PVC as I refer to it. So you can review it for the show at some point, man. I totally think your listeners will dig it. I know I want to hear what you have to say. Anyway, just make sure Spew does his thing ahead of time so he doesn't totally spoil it, you know, if people want to watch it on their own, you know, so it doesn't get spoiled. So it's pretty incredible. Anyway, all right, man, keep up the good work. I'll smell you later. Well, that was full of heart and a little bit of something else. Uh, but you know what? It's, it's, it's really nice to have actual letters sent in the mail, and they actually sent me a gift, so I should not look a gift horse... Um, or Pegasus in the mouth, as it were. Um, you know, it, it's I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it, but uh, I uh, I kind of have a bad feeling about this, guys. Uh, spew, you know what to do, buddy.
It's time for spoiler warning and a full trailer, if you would please. This alert is to inform all crew members that we are currently entering a spoiler zone. If you wish to avoid spoilers, please disembark now. It's a beast unlike anything I've ever seen. Can you kill it? Fabled creatures. Pegasus. The war horse of the gods. Legendary battle. This is a fight. We have to win. Immortality can be had by the drinking of its blood. Well, I must have that horse. Never underestimate the Chimera. Pegasus versus Chimera. Premiere Saturday, September 15th at 9, only on Sci-Fi. Part of the most dangerous night on television. Was that a Sci-Fi Channel trailer? Spew, do you not have the full trailer? I'm afraid not. Alright, well, we're off to a bad start. That's not good. <laughs> Let's look at this TV. Let's look at this to see if we can get some more insight on what's... Oh no, it's just Sony Pictures on it. I should have known. Oh man... I should have figured this. Who directed this thing? Okay, director is John Bradshaw. Looks like he's directed a lot of TV movies. Um, but, okay, so if I go to his IMDb page, and he does have one, which is always uh, comforting, because sometimes you look watch movies and there's no IMDb on it, believe it or not. Uh, okay, so this John Bradshaw looks like he's best known for full disclosure. He was the director for that. Uh, it's a movie from 2001. Uh, Specimen. He's also the director from 1996. Looks like he directed a couple episodes of Nova, the television show in 2009. And Not Another Love Story, he was the director of that back in 1979. I have not heard of any of those things. And this is coming from a B-movie fan. I have not even... These covers don't even look familiar. I've heard of Nova, obviously. I think everybody's watched Nova. You know, PBS science show. Yeah, that's okay. That's all right. Because, you know, hey, look, I'm all, it's, this can be good, um, I'm not gonna cover the actors, because you probably have never heard of them anyway, but, let's, 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 cue the breakdown music. That's not the, that's, you've, this is the second time you've done the, it's not the breakdown music. I don't know who he keeps doing it, it's wrong. Anyway, moving, moving forward. We're gonna break this down, let's look at the characters here. There's really only about five characters. Uh, we have Belarus. He's a blacksmith and the hero of the film. We have Princess uh, Filoni, but they just call her the princess, so I'm just going to refer to her as the princess. She's the princess, and she's sort of a warrior, sort of. Maida, uh, she's like a, I don't know, some sort of witch, looks like. King Orthos, he's the bad guy of the picture. And his right-hand man, General Acte. There's some other characters, but they're not really important. Um, so normally what I would do is I'd talk about good points then bad points. You know my style. But for this, we're going to switch things up a little bit and you'll see why. <laughs> we're going to talk about bad parts first, then good parts. Cue the bad parts music. <laughs> oh, can you play that one more time? I like that. That's a good one. Yeah, I call that sci-fi overlord. <laughs> I don't know why. That just makes me laugh. Anyway, so this guy's... Peter and John, I think, are sent me a gag gift. Because, you know, I've seen better costumes in high school plays. You know what I mean? 
Actually, when I think about it, it, I've seen better ones in elementary school plays, if I'm being honest. (sighs) The CG monsters and and creatures are just terrible in this. Uh, I just, I don't, I mean, they, they, I'm going to try to describe them for you, but they look like, like when they first in the 90s, when they first started using computer uh, graphics, you, they would say, oh, you know, this is a early model of it and it wouldn't have anything rendered on it. (laughs) Hardly like no textures, no skin. That's what it looks like. They, they look like if they, if clip, if CG, this CGI could be clip art. That's what this would look like. It's the best way I can. It's so generic. They bought it from somebody for a few hundred, maybe a couple thousand dollars, this production company. And they're like, we're going to throw this in here somehow. Let's make up a story about some monsters and we'll throw it in. That's what it looks like. You've seen better CGI from people on YouTube who just do it in their free time. Like, hey, look, I created this CGI thing. And you're like, hey, that's that's actually pretty good, you know. But you've definitely seen better. The acting is like those dramatizations that you see on those crime shows and there's about a million crime shows so there's all these like very low level actors quote unquote that do these dramatizations and that's what this uh, movie feels like it feels like a bad dramatization or like an infomercial it's like oh tell me how to how does that thing it peels potatoes and trims your toenails <laughs> tell me more i want to i gotta know more i gotta this is fascinating stuff. I can I can do two things at once, you know. Like yeah, it's only four easy payments of nineteen ninety five. That that's a bargain, <laughs> you know. And the music, if I could find some of it, or maybe you've probably heard a little bit in the trailer. I don't know if they played. I think it's the, the sci fi music trailer, but that they have. It's like the generic one, but it's not much better than that. It's very low budget. Sounds like low budget nineties music. If I can pull some of it in here, I'll. I'll throw some here in the background so you can kind of get the gist of it. If not, then you've heard it before. Uh, the camera work is shaky and all over the place. For whatever reason, there was a ton of spinning, I guess, to kind of simulate, you know, disorientation. But it, it just didn't, the effect didn't work. And then sometimes it's just slow spinning. So I think they were trying to make it seem like, oh, isn't this awesome? Like, you know how Michael Bay does that 360 spin around the actors? Kind of does that. But you could tell instead of it was like a rig where it's all smooth and fluid. Because even though that shot is overused by Michael Bay, he does know how to shoot it. And it does look good. It's just overused. This looks like a person with a camera on their feet. Just hand-holding the camera and spinning around (laughs) the person or object or whatever, whatever thing we're looking at. And there was so much slow motion. Why was there so much slow motion in this? Why? What's happening? I've, it, I feel like I was watching Mission Impossible 2. Like, what? What is with this? It's so bad. It's chock full of cliches. Um, I just, and also, I, I don't know if this was made directly for television and they released it on DVD later. It says Sony Pictures Television. So, yeah, because it's got fade out to commercials and everything like that. It is, let me see here. It is 86 minutes. Man, does it feel long. It feels longer than that. But let me back up. Let me back up. Maybe maybe I can clarify something here. And let me back up for just a second. So let me give you the story on this. So it opens up with a young man and a father are hunting. The young man gets attacked by a large raptor-like lizard creature. Don't know what it is. Doesn't matter. Father, I mean, it just literally colds open with this. Father saves the young man by killing the lizard creature. 
A random soldier stops the young man and the father, accusing them of trespassing. The father states that they're not trespassing. So then the soldier just kills the father. The young man gets away and then it says, many years later. And then we just focus on somebody who, who there was a king and he's captured to this guy named Orthos. Orthos is usurping the would-be king. The captured king has got is beaten up with scars and fresh bruises on his face. Orthos, for some reason, even though he's been in like the throne room, just chilling out, waiting for the other king to come like to come in so that they, he can have like a face-to-face confrontation with him, like, you know, I've dethroned you. He somehow has scars and fresh bruises on his face, too. I'm not sure why Orthos has it. It's not explained at all. Uh, so I just right there. I mean, this is the the, the opening. You kind of get an idea of how just haphazard a lot, a lot of this stuff is. And maybe there was some stuff cut out. And the editing is just atrocious. They behead the king at Orthos' command. Daughter, who's the princess, who's one of our main characters, sees all this happen from a distance. Then the princess, like, runs away when she sees that. And runs into Belarus, who is the blacksmith and his apprentice. Then Belarus tells a story and he reveals that he's the young man from the opening with the father uh, that was hunting. It, I think Orthos is the one that killed his father. Both the princess and Belarus team up to take revenge on the new king who's Orthos. Then they leave on their journey. So it's a revenge tale. And <laughs> you're like, well, what does any of this have to do with the Pegasus and the Chimera. Well, I, I, they, I don't know. I, I don't know what, what's it's Orthos has this general named Acte and Acte uses magic, right? So Acte summons a Chimera to hunt down his enemies. Cause he's got a lot of enemies cause he's usurped at the throne. So it makes sense. So they use this and it just looks like a nineties PC game with this video game monster running through and killing people and the kills are always just like up close and it's just the camera zooming in on the person and then like a far away shot like 10 feet away of the chimera like like swiping its paw or or snapping its jaws and then we're supposed to infer that oh he's attacking a person but you never really see him attack a person it's it's one of those uh, movies. I just feel like, I mean, this has a little bit of budget and it's made for TV, right? But it's Sony. They've got money. You could, you could make this better. I feel like if I had access to this graphic and a weekend and planned everything out, I could make something that would be a little bit more, I could, not a little bit, a lot more entertaining than what this was. So where does the uh, Pegasus comes in? Well, they happen upon the, this woman named Maida, who is like a witch, and she summons up Pegasus to battle a Chimera. But like she has to like pull it down from the stars. If it doesn't return to the stars in a certain amount of time, then <laughs> the world will be destroyed. So... They have to succeed, not only just for themselves, but for the sake of the entire world. I mean, that's a late fee. What is a late fee, man? Like, <laughs> if you don't return this, and I forget what the time period is. I think it's, then they might have an hourglass. I want to say it's like three days or something. It's It's been a while since I've watched this, and I'm just picking up my notes. 
but I don't, it's not in here, so I, I doubt that they actually, I doubt that they actually say, honestly. I, I think maybe they mention it very quickly. I didn't pick it. It doesn't matter. That is so ridiculous. Like, if they, if it, and, and also, it, not only just returns, if something happens to the Pegasus, like, let's say they fail, and the Pegasus dies in the process, then the world's going to end. Or let's say the Pegasus dies in the process, but then they still win and they defeat Orthos. <laughs> it's the world will still end because they didn't return the Pegasus. So honestly, to me, I know they needed to count that the Chimera because it's like kind of an unstoppable creature. But can you summon something a little bit less like that's like so treacherous a line to... To walk on. Just a, a, a note, uh, Maida is played by uh, Ray Dong Chong, who's from a lot of, uh, not a lot, but a few 80s movies. Uh, that's the only face I, I recognize. All the other faces, I have no idea who they are, really. I've never seen them before. The only thing about this is that they give a real, they have a real horse in certain shots, but it doesn't have any wings. So whoever the animators were, I could just tell that they, that's why I call this CGI clip art is because there's no wings on it. The only time it does is when it's flying around, but not with people on it. And the flying around scenes, I just, it's its so baffling. It's so absolutely baffling. So let me see if I can describe this. When they're up there, it looks like, it, it looks like a Saturday Night Live sketch where let's say somebody was flying on a flying horse and you could tell they're just sitting on, you know, a, like a pummel horse type thing. It's two people and there's like a horse head on it, but you can't actually see the horse's head. It's just the neck with a little bit of mane. When they go down, you can tell it's the camera like whooshing down. There's They're not even on anything suspended at all. Like it would have worked if they were on a contraption together and it spin, but I guess that cost way way too much money and like i mentioned before the pegasus doesn't have wings when it's flying only when it's flying by itself and not with people on it i guess the wings go into hiding when it lands or whatever because they do show them on the horse a white horse uh without wings it's it's the most ridiculous thing ever and then the weird thing about it is when the chimera is out there killing people for orthos you do see like dismembered pieces of people it's a little it's a little graphic i mean it's tv graphic but that thing mean business when it's coming after you and it does not mess around but for whatever reason when the pegasus and chimera when they have the encounters it, the camera gets overcranked. Uh, it's not really a camera because it's like CGI animation, but it looks like a little rascal short. Like everything's sped up to like a ridiculous amount. It's so, it's so bad. It's, I'm making this sound funnier than it actually is. I mean, parts of it are pretty laugh out loud, but there's just a lot of filler, a lot of generic lines like, I am destined to rule this country and you'll never succeed. We'll stop you. And, you know, and, uh, you know, revenge is a tricky situation. You better, you know, if you start to take revenge, you better t you dig two graves, you know, one for you and one for your person you're taking revenge on, whatever. All that kind of stuff. It's not even that profound, actually. It's not, it's <laughs> like, it's, it's all just a lofty dialogue just to kind of fill the running time and a lot of back and forth. So Orthos finds out about the Pegasus and he wants to drain its life force so he can become immortal because in the beginning they just they talk about how he has to 
have certain kind of magic in order to maintain his youthfulness because he's been around for so long. But Acte, who's his, Orthos's general, captures Orthos. And now he wants to rule the kingdom. So we got like a double cross going on. A lot of capturings. A lot of people getting captured. The princess gets captured at one point. Belarus, our hero, gets captured. His apprentice gets captured at one point, who we don't really see a whole lot of. But two scenes later, after Orthos is captured, he frees himself and uses the power of the chimera to kill all the soldiers and all the people that uh, betrayed betrayed him. But somehow, Acte, the, the, you know, the general that usurped him <laughs> somehow survives the the chimera attack i don't know it's it's never explained it doesn't really make any sense because he's in that uh, group of people that gets attacked but somehow he gets away <laughs> there's a really bad old man sword fight between belarus and acte um because i guess they revealed a little bit more that it wasn't orthos ordered the belarus's father to be killed but it's actually acte that carried it out so uh, Belarus has a problem with Acte. He's got beef with him. So they get onto uh, like a waterfall and they have a really bad, really bad sword fight. Like think about like uh, if you ever s- have seen a play and <laughs> it's, it's, it's very much like that. Anyway, Acte is killed. So the princess and Belarus catch up with Orthos, the Bane bad guy, and he's captured the Pegasus and he's draining the, the horse's blood and he's drinking the blood, which is absolutely disgusting. <laughs> And then the Princos and Belarus fight Orthos. They free the Pegasus. They steal something that looks like a flagon of ale. And there's more filler. Orthos captures the queen, the princess's mother, and threatens to execute her unless they bring back the Pegasus and blah, blah, blah. The princess and the Belos swoop in. Belarus swoop in to save the day the final battle ensues okay but uh during the orthos belarus sword fight the pegasus rears up does what i'm calling a horse punch and he does it right in the face multiple time and the reaction of orthos as he's getting a horse punch and the sound effects are just apps just so classic Just so classic. It's so good. So Orthos gets stomped to death. I don't know why I'm laughing. By the Pegasus. And it's it's kind of awesome. It's like the best moment in the entire movie. And during the battle, the hero discovers that the blood of the Pegasus hurts the Chimera. So the stolen flagon has the Pegasus blood in it. And that was drained by Orthos. And our heroes put the blood on arrow tips and on the edge of their sword. And Belaros throws down his sword at the Chimera. And the princess shoots it in the mouth with an arrow. And the Pegasus horse punches the Chimera while it's down on the ground. And our heroes have won the day and gotten vengeance for their dead loved ones. And Pegasus can go back to the stars and the world's not going to end due to a cosmic late fee. All right. Yay. So that leads us to good points. What were the good points? Yeah. Well, duh. It's the horse punching. It's the best thing ever. I'm going to do a gif of it. Hopefully it'll be up there. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's. It's got to be up there. It's got to be on the site. It's absolutely fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. So, I mean, so <laughs> do I recommend this? No, I don't. This is not even, this is not even so bad it's good. Uh, it's so bad it's bad. Uh, there's some fun moments here and there that make you laugh that are in unintentionally funny. Uh, is this for your average everyday movie watcher? Yeah, I guess so. 
yeah, you could watch this if you're into fantasy stuff. It's very tropey and dumb if you really wanted to watch this. Where can you find this? Uh, actually, I think you can f- watch the whole thing on YouTube because I doubt Sony Pictures actually cares, but I'm pretty sure you can watch the whole thing on YouTube. I actually have, if you can hear it, I have the uh, DVD copy of it. Uh, thanks to John and Peter uh, for giving that to me. It's a nice little gift. It's a conversation piece for any B-movie lover. How do you fix this movie? I mean... I don't know, like, put some money into it. Uh, the the one actor, I want to say Sebastian Roche. It looks like he was in the, the animated version of Beowulf. Um, he's actually pretty good in this movie, but the rest are pretty terrible actors. But I, there's just a lot of filler. I, I don't know. Just make this animated? This would make this better? Because at least you could have more of the creatures involved and you could do more uh you know sort of greek mythology magical realm type stuff to make it work or if you wanted to do a live action it needs a little bit more budget or you just use practical effects you know i don't know how much the cgi costs but it's probably cheaper but you could use practical effects if you wanted to i don't even know why i'm talking about this you know this i know this is like this the the parts that i always do for all the movies like you know this is for your regular view how do you fix this movie how do you make it better but this movie's not even worth talking about it. But, I mean, if, if just throwing ideas off the top of my head, to be perfectly honest with you. What what else can you watch, in, you know, in, instead of this movie? Anything, literally anything you could watch, anything you want. Uh, you can watch the movie that we talked about on this show called Stardust. Uh, actually, Shazam is actually a pretty good uh, fantasy movie because even though it's a superhero movie, um, its roots are in like the magical world so it's that's kind of a cool something to watch if you wanted to watch something like that i mean you'd have to go like old school to get into some good fantasy movie crawl is actually a good fantasy movie if you want to talk about it's kind of it's similar to star wars but it's more on the fantasy side of it like old school medieval uh fantasy i mean i mean you know all lord of the rings is an obvious one Duh. But if you tried, you know, the Dark Crystal's coming back. So if you haven't seen the Dark Crystal, they're bringing the show, a show, to Netflix. If you haven't seen the Dark Crystal, it's kind of a hidden gem, sort of. I mean, everybody from my, you know, that's my age knows about it, my age group. So they, they know about the Dark Crystal. But if you've listened to this and you've never heard of that and what that is, it's a Jim Henson um, produced movie. He directed it and created everything around it. It's fantastic. It's got great animation. It's all puppets. And it's not what you think. It's not silly at all. It's very serious and um, it's a lot of fun. And it's like it sounds, it's very dark. It's kind of a dark fantasy. Labyrinth is another good one. You know, and even The NeverEnding Stories are pretty good. It's for kids, but uh, it actually, I've watched it recently. I showed it to my wife's little cousins and I think they're like 10 and 5 or 9 and 5. And they really liked it because they're, you know, they don't hold anything back. Or if you want to watch something with this fantasy that's, a you know, got some imagination to it from 2001 spirited away is actually really good at studio ghibli i should talk about one of their films but watch something like that watch something good watch something good if you want to watch something uh thanks again to john and peter you can check out john at cinema slop at cinemaslop.com on twitter facebook and gmail cinema slop all the way down and peter's movie nights you can check that out too on soundcloud and on twitter that's m-o-v-y-n-i-t-e-s 
So big thanks to those guys. Check them out if you're interested in another podcast where they do crazy movies. I know this season I'm helping out good old Cinema Slop with uh, video game stuff. So I'm their video game expert on that. I don't know how I drew that card, but uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Check out uh, some episodes. We talk about video game movies. Maybe you've seen them. Maybe you haven't. You might want to check them out. Thanks for listening. Have a good day. That's you all patched up, Maguni. Good as new. Thank you, sir. Might I take the liberty to point out that you have plenty of entertainment fuel for the podcast, but you have no foodstuffs readily available. What? I'll be fine. You worry too much. It's your turn to patch me up now. Although, strangely, my head doesn't hurt anymore. Sir, your head does not require patching up. Really? Good. It's one less thing off our ever-growing to-do list. I am afraid not, sir. Your head has been transmogrified into a VHS cassette tape. Wait, so my head's what? There is some good news, sir. It appears to be a 12-hour tape. For real? Oh, wow. For once, things are looking up. Do you like bacon? Sure you do! Do you like bacon bits? What about bacon bites? Well now you can have all three, kinda. Oh, you can- The Cinema Slop Podcast is back with season two. The time has come for the ultimate showdown. John and Jason have committed themselves to a cause. Video game adaptations. Cinema Slop spared no expense in using the most advanced methods available. Science, brackets, and Mac. They intend to finally end the debate over which video game movie is the ruler of them all. So fill up your life bar, craft as many pork themed weapons as you can carry, and prepare to despair as they nearly run out of those little dudes that sit up at the top of the screen to tell you how many lives you have left. For the most prized prize of them all, the Golden Eagle Cup. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, noobs, casuals, hardcore, ultra, uber, elite status gamers, I present to you the Super Turbo Mint 16. Now let's meet our contenders. Super Mario Brothers, Double Dragon, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, Wing Commander, whoosh, whoosh, Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within, Doom, Silent Hill, shh, it's a secret, Silent Hill, Hitman, Prince of Persia, The Sons of Time, The Angry Birds Movie, Warcraft, colon, The Beginning, Tomb Raider, The Remake, The Reboot, The Do-Over, Rampage, Pokemon Detective Pikachu, he's a detective, but he's also a Pokemon, and also a Pikachu. Dare you follow the slop as they inspect these electronic interactive experiences magically transformed into silver-screened talkies? Every bit, every bite, 
every single last one of those pixels. From cartridge to ROM, from floppy to flash, from offline to on. Act now and you can receive an ultra-exclusive podcast catcher for Cinema Slop Season 2 while supplies last. This time, it's polygonal.